Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. A hundred years from now, if somebody should bring up my name, if, if it would still be around, it would be nice if people say, geez, I, I thought he was a good writer. His stories gave me a lot of pleasure. That's what people tell me now, and it's the best thing any writer can ever hear. When, when I see the characters that I help to create on the screen, I don't really think of them as my characters. I, I really sit in the theater and I watch them the way every member of the audience watches them. And at the end of the movie, I usually say, damn, that was good. I'm so glad. But I work with artists who brought them into life, who, who let people see what they look like and showed the action. There are directors who added so much to the characters in their direction and the actors who brought so much. It isn't a one-man field. It is so many people contribute. I'm just happy that I've had a hand in all of this. And uh, I'm happy that even after all these years, someone bothers to interview me about it. I'm really very uh, flattered. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Multi. Pop. Cheryl. The most hardest pronounced pop culture podcast on the planet. Getting I'm better. Your, yeah, it's getting there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your host, Brian, a.k.a. B. Hearn, a.k.a. Dr. Doom. And I am Jerry, a.k.a. Jadon, a.k.a. your friendly neighborhood green man. Oh, <laughs> I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> I'm Matthew, a.k.a. Mr. Fantastic. Mm. Doctor Fantastic. <laughs> Mr. Doctor. <laughs> that guy. Um, today's episode is going to be a, a little tribute from us to the one and only, the incredible Stanley Martin Lieber, a.k.a. Stan Lee. He uh, left us this, this past week, and uh, of course it's affected uh, millions upon millions of people. So we're just going to talk about, you know, favorite Stanley uh, cameos, um, you know, first impressions on his comics. Um, you know, just uh, just kind of like our little shout out and tribute for for the man that has inspired so many, and honestly is one of the biggest inspirations for us to even start this podcast. Amen. So uh, we'll go ahead and kick it off with uh, Jerry, aka Jadon. Well, when I think of Stan Lee, I immediately think of all the countless uh, characters and stories that he wrote. Um, the man was a creator through and through. I mean, and you see the, you know, the interviews with him back in the old days. I mean, he really just wanted to get in the industry, in the publishing industry, period. Mm -hmm. And then when he got his foot in the door somewhere, he, he found that they had this comic section and then that they really needed some help. Yep. And wow, he really gave them, he, it's like... Like Charlie Murphy, <laughs> like, yo, we just gave him some help. <laughs> I mean, Love it. Like, wow. Like, it was just the boost that Timely needed to uh, to to get their feet off the ground and then to, to morph into Marvel Comics. Mm -hmm. What an amazing man. What a, And I also, when I think of Stan Lee, not only his all of his creations and all of his ideas, but just the man himself. Just the guy is just a humanitarian through and through. He, you, you, you hear all these uh, interviews with him, and and the general consensus is 
I mean, read his stories, but listen to the, to his actual words. He loved everybody. Mm-hmm. He wanted everybody to be able to enjoy this. You know, this this you know fantastic world that he created. You know, he wanted everybody to be able to enjoy that. And, and he even said, you know, it doesn't matter. You know what? You know, religion, you know, color, you know what? Whatever. It's just we're all human. You know, in our core and. He 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 put out so many great stories, and we can all enjoy them. Agreed, completely agree. Very nice, yeah. Matthew. It gets a little personal for me because, like, you know, when you you were the way that I found out that he passed. Mm-hmm. He texted me, said he he's going. I was like, oh. We're like a sewing circle. We're that, like back and forth. <laughs> and oh my god! Did you hear? Did you hear? Did this? you hear? Yeah. Um, I was like, oh, that sucks. But he was ninety five. Mm-hmm. So at the at the same time, in the same breath, it's like, oh, he he lived a really good oh, yeah. life. Oh yeah, very full life. Seemed like um, he did exactly what he wanted to do. Yep. Which which gets into the personal side, like when you said he loved everybody, and that like that's what I promote. Mm-hmm. Just you know, everybody love everybody, and yep. just get along. And he was so creative, like so. Just to think that there would be no Spider-Man, or there would be like right. no Avengers, no, right. no Wolverine, Avengers. no Avengers, like. It's it's incredible. It's incredible. And I mean, Fantastic you forward. can't really, it's not really fair to um, like put movies against that. Right. Because, right. I mean, it had to come from somewhere. Exactly. And it came from him. Yeah. And it was already well written. Right. And well established. It's just Hollywood got their hands on it. And I mean, for better or worse, they made it really cool. Yeah. Right. I mean, sometimes right. better, sometimes, sometimes exactly. worse. Exactly. Definitely right. 50-50. But, um. And if you listen to what he just said in the beginning, like he just wants to leave a legacy. He just mm-hmm. wants to have, be remembered. And it would be like, it would be really cool if people kept talking about me yeah. after, you know, He's so humble. if, if I so left a, a piece of me that people actually gave a shit about and, and continued to talk about well after I was gone. And yeah, the, the humility of it all is like, I get that. That's what I want. Like I, if, I don't know. I don't want to say, it, but I, I'm writing my story, right? Right, and I, right. and that's exactly how I feel. Like it's it's my story, but at the same time, it's everybody's story. Agreed. And everybody needs to like tune into it the way that they would grab it. Mm-hmm. And that's all I need. That's all I want. Yeah, Brian. What are your Agreed. what are your takeaways from the stand the manly? Uh, you know, I mean, of course, like everybody else, I was I was devastated. I was at the hospital uh, visiting Mom Dukes. Big shout out to Mom. She uh, had a couple medical issues going on and you know the stanley thing came through but i had to kind of put the stanley thing on the back burner of course to take care of the family but he's uh you know been instrumental to a gigantic part of my life i mean i can't tell you how many uh <laughs> paper routes i had to run to every week spend that money on uh, on marvel comics whether if it was x-men x-force uh fantastic four silver surfer you know daredevil the whole nine yards uh since since a kid uh, stan lee's definitely been a big part of my life and of course as you get older you start seeing the movies come into play and and the cinematic adventures which is something that my family and i live off of is going to the movies and i mean i still never forget the first time i saw the the spider-man with toby mcguire Mm -hmm. it was one of the greatest things i had ever witnessed you know in in a movie theater at the time yeah at the time (laughs) we finally got it yeah 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 and people that didn't they never gave a shit gave a shit exactly exactly and it grabbed them it was yeah yeah it was good you know the special effects were where it needed to be at, at that point and then um 
you know, so it definitely did it justice. Whereas, you know, we all remember the, the corny stuff in the 80s, whether it was The Punisher, uh, of course, the, uh, mm-hmm. the Dolph Lundgren, <laughs> the unreleased Fantastic Four movie, which <laughs> was just released so on, That's a Roger, on YouTube. Roger Corman, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, uh, yeah. and uh, but, I mean, you got to give Stan Lee credit, though, because without him, we wouldn't have had those movies to begin with. Not saying that they were great back then, but that's why Marvel went out to Hollywood in the first place, because he saw them the the books bigger than than the books themselves in the comic books you know as be, seeing them on the silver screen that's why they, why they shopped out all their big characters you mm-hmm. know for all those years they wanted you know their characters in some major motion pictures and tv and the way they had to do that is in the you know beginning they had to kind of make deals with the big studios yep. and let them take the reins and hope that they did justice, justice to the character to, yeah. i mean it took those flops too yeah um, yeah. Even like the great Spider-Man that you thought was really dope at the time. Right. And looking at the new one, right. like the Homecoming, was like, damn, that should have been that all along. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. And uh, yeah, just like you said, I mean, Hollywood's definitely going to have some flops out there and then some good ones. But the man, uh, you know, he left behind a, a fantastic, fantastic legacy. You know, just a couple of fun facts about Stan Lee that I, I was doing some more research on him. He states that his uh, self-confidence came from the fact that his mother thought everything he did was brilliant. <laughs> so shout out to all the moms out there. I know uh, our moms are the same way, at least uh, what we put down on paper. Maybe not everything I've done in my life is brilliant, but <laughs> some of the other we stuff. We won't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, early in his career, he actually wrote uh, obituaries for celebrities at a news office in New York. But he quit it because it was too depressing. Uh, so yeah. completely understandable. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he was, he was a firm believer in if you do what you love, you never really will work you're a day in your life. Yeah. And, uh, you it's know, all fun. I mean, you're, you're getting paid to do what you want to do and have fun. Exactly. And, uh, you know, to talk about the timely comic spot, um, you know, he got his opportunity to write a two-page Captain America comic. And he wrote it under the pen name Stan Lee, which is when he officially changed his name to Stan Lee. And uh, titled it Captain America Foils the Traitor's Revenge. And his first full comic script would come in Captain America's issue 5, August 1st, 1941. Hmm. So. Some pretty big things you know, going on. World War stuff, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's intense. Yeah. And just the, the last little fun fact uh, an issue at the printers is what turned the Hulk green. So the character was supposed to be gray, but according to Lee, the printer had a hard time keeping the color consistent. So as of issue number two, Lee wrote, with no explanation, he turned green. (laughs) (laughs) And in true Stanley fashion, he was like, ah, fuck it. We'll run with it. We'll go with it. So as far as uh, you know, favorite characters based on, I did, I did kind of two. So I did my favorite characters in the movies that he did, and then my favorite like comic book characters of his. Um, as far as the creators, uh, the characters that he either created or co-created, I got Juggernaut, of course, mm. Spider-Man, Daredevil, Doctor Doom, Silver Surfer, and Galactus. In the movies, love Groot, love uh, Ronan, and then uh, the Vanisher was actually one of his creators, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know Ant Man. Mm-hmm. Wow, I mean, you named off a list of them. My uh, my, my big thing with Stanley is he is he's responsible for the X Men, mm-hmm. and I've always loved the X Men. These guys have just been shit on their whole lives. It's a group of people that have these abilities, but are you know shunned for it, and they're not like the Avengers where you know people like lift them up and like, oh yeah, those are my heroes, like. When people think of mutants, it's a you know derogatory kind of story. thing. You know, yeah. like people don't like them; they don't, they're like jealous of them even. But um, 
you know, him him being responsible for for setting up the X Men has always been a huge huge thing for me because I've always felt like you know an outsider, you know, somebody that didn't belong, and you know, here's this guy that's telling us like, hey, you know, it's okay, you know, shit's gonna happen, you know, you're not gonna feel like you're gonna belong, but yeah, you, you find the people that you, you know, have things in common with, mm, you and, find your crew, right? Exactly, you're you're gonna find your crew no matter what, mm. and so you know, him him creating the X Men was a huge thing for me. Another big thing for me is, you know, a case, talk about character development. This guy, he, he creates characters, and he, he knows that he's creating characters for this mate-believe, you know, uh, sci-fi kind of fantasy world. But he makes the heroes and the villains, really, uh, chock full of hum- humanity, mm-hmm. really. I mean, they, they have Peter Parker, for instance. He's, he, he's uh, of course, he's a hero. He's got the, you know, powers of, uh, powers of a spider. Uh, he's got the strength, he's got the agility, he's speed, but he's got this—he's got character flaws just like everybody does. He's a kid. He wants to belong. He's—he's he's, uh, got trouble in his love life. You know, he's always looking for you know the next romance. These are all problems that we all have, and Stanley did such a good job of, of of making that a basis for the characters that he created. Yeah, very relatable, very human-like. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I like Spider-Man, and I don't like. I've never caught myself saying that, like how much I really appreciate Spider-Man for what he is. Right. Um, but the the whole story, like a kid from Queens, yeah, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's just, and, and and I didn't really appreciate it like when Tobey Maguire did it. Mm. He wasn't a kid from Queens, <laughs> but the, right? The right. New kid, kid from Hollywood, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then in the whole what was that Spider Man two when he did the strut? No, that was, was three. That, that was three. Yeah. Was three? Oh, god, oh my that god, that, that ruined everything. For finger me. guns. Yeah, <laughs> you get finger guns. And then he did the dance in the. Uh, yeah. At any rate, we're not here to talk about. That. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Stanley. Oh, this, this isn't the shit on. He, did, he, yeah, he didn't direct it. He didn't direct it. <laughs> and not for nothing, I really like the first Fantastic Four. Yeah. Because I mean, we we've seen it before. Yeah. But it was really shitty. Yeah. And then. When they did it, and then I really like the way they did Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I've always wanted to see Doctor Doom on the on the big screen like that. Yeah, I'd like to see a standalone Doctor Doom yeah. eventually. Well, before the whole buyout thing, there Fox had plans to use uh, Mads Mikkelsen. He's uh, yeah. he was in Doctor Strange as Caecilius. He, yep. uh, uh, he was Rogue One. He was in Rogue One. He was Galen or so, and then Hannibal. he was in Hannibal. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was actually he's a really tapped. good actor. He was going to be Doom, but I don't think that's going to happen now because of the buyout, and I'm really pissed about that because he would have been an awesome. Doctor and as Doom. far as the X Men go, like um, in a not so twisted way, I feel the same about like the whole mutant, anti mutant thing. It was, it's I mean it's a it's a race war. It really right. Is. I mean, you know, right. And, and I, I caught it from all sides. To be honest with you, being here in Greensboro, it's like, oh, I'm not white. I'm not black. I'm. Yeah. Where do you go? What yeah. are you? Yeah. <laughs> I got a lot of that. Yep. You lost as, as boy as Puerto Ricans, we were, we were able to walk that line a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> a big thank you to one of our sponsors, Jeff Beal, and his team at Throwback Custom Cars in Raleigh, North Carolina. For over 30 years, they have specialized in classic car restoration as well as residential slash commercial automation technology and audio-video systems. There is no project too big or too small, and they work all across the U.S. To set up a consultation, contact Jeff at 919-235-8337 or go to throwbackcustomcars.com and fill out the contact us form. 
Before we get into, uh, you know, of course, what he's known for, especially for, uh, you know, for people that aren't exactly fans of the comic books or whatnot, was his appearances in the Marvel movies. I just want to state one thing here, too. I mean, the, the box office impact alone from his movies is outstanding. I mean, he's got three of the top ten highest grossing U.S. films of all time. Ever. You know, he's got Black Panther at number three with seven hundred million, Infinity War at number four with six hundred and seventy eight million, and the original Avengers at six hundred and twenty three million. Mm. So I mean, you know, we're we're talking obviously the first one. Yeah, the first that Avengers. still stands, huh? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, in the top ten. So I mean, and that's just US. I didn't look to see what it was international and all that and all that stuff. So I mean that, that Oh, did. they're killing it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's a it's, it's a juggernaut. I mean, uh, you know, pop culture is, is here to stay. It's I been get here it. for a while, and <laughs> <laughs> we love it. I mean, that's that's why we have this podcast. So, and I was um, really impressed the way that Thor came out. Yeah, like that that took a long time too. It did. They it had did. to get that right. Yeah, it wasn't a hit at first, and I mean, yeah. you know, and Hollywood's never. I wouldn't say never going to get it right the first time. I mean, they get it right sometimes, but you know, there's times where they got to work out the kinks. Mm-hmm. You know, they got to bring in the right writers. They got to bring in the right directors. And then they go from there. So, I mean, I agree. I wasn't a big fan of the first two Thors. Uh, Ragnarok is probably in my top five now as far as uh, MCU movies goes. And it was pretty accurate as far as, like, book to screen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Agreed. And, I, I, and to touch on Thor, like, you could see his influence. Like, even, like, when we talk about, like, adventures and babysitting. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And he was a big deal in that movie. Yeah. And that, the little girl loved Thor. Yeah. And it was it was amazing. It was amazing. Like, even back then. Yep. Hey, kid, I got one of these at home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, that's the best well, thing about pop to culture, pile. too. Go you know? Enough, <laughs> man. It's, uh, you know, that's what people don't understand. Uh, well, not all people, but a lot of people don't understand is, you know, comic books, movies, entertainment. I mean, this is a release, an escape from the everyday struggle that is life, you know, paying bills and just trying to get by. This is how we, we, uh, we try to get through, you know, before Not for Spidey, he's broke. <laughs> right, right, right. Superhero, he's still a superhero, though. Superhero but yeah. genius. He's still, but he's still, still rocking broke. that moped and delivering pizzas, though. <laughs> um, before we get into the cameos, though, um, I do want to get into this real quick just because it's been on my mind ever since this fucking guy said his thing. So Bill Maurer of, uh, uh, it? I don't even want to say real fame, time. Re- yeah, uh, real, real time. time, politically incorrect. Yeah. So pretty much, let me just get into it right here. Earlier this week, Bill Maurer, AKA the most useless TV personality and comedian on the planet released a blog post questioning the legitimacy of comic books and completely disrespected the godfather of comics, Stan Lee. Boo. One of the nicest, most genuine human beings on the planet, according to anyone that has literally ever met or spoken to the man. Bill Maurer states, the guy who created Spider-Man and Hulk has died, and America is in mourning. Deep, deep mourning for a man who inspired millions to, I don't know, watch a movie, I guess. My fucking skin crawls just hearing mm-hmm. that line because I hear it in his voice. He continues with, now I have nothing against comic books, as I read them as a kid and uh, Hardy Boys, but the assumption everyone had back then, both the adults and the kids, was that comics were for kids, and when you grew up, you moved on to big boy books without the pictures. He continues his tirade against comic books, saying the industry is only succeeding because dumb people got to be professors as they wrote papers and theses about comic book characters. I'm going to try to sum this up a little bit. So pretty much he goes on his little tirade or whatever, but then ends his tirade with a spite-filled rant by saying Donald Trump would only be voted in as president in a place where comic books are important. 
So I I, uh, I spent a little while writing this up and just wanted to kind of speak on behalf of the show and everybody else. So first and foremost, Bill, on behalf of myself, everybody here at Multipopsural, my daughter, family, friends, and the millions of comic book fans, movie lovers, Comic-Con attendees, cosplayers, and pop culture fans across the globe, you can go fuck yourself. Yes. <laughs> For years, your political tirades and stand-up comedy have been mediocre at best, and right after the passing of a wonderful human being who has done so much for others, you bash him and the legacy he's left behind. You didn't have the balls to say any of this while he was alive, but you don't waste any time shortly after his passing to dump your garbage in the form of a blog. You are pure fucking scum in doing so. To think that society is pretty much dumber for adults continuing to enjoy comics and movies instead of reading The Grapes of Wrath or watching Citizen Kane on repeat is the most asinine thing I've ever heard. Are you just upset because you're becoming less relevant? Uh, by the second, and you blame comics and movies for why people aren't tuning in or seeing your shows? Or are you still bitter that he deleted your scene from Iron Man 3, which you gladly collected a check for? Did you ever think that comics, movies, the Marvel Universe in general is a great escape from the everyday stress that comes with life? I'm sure you enjoy seeing people fight about politics all day, and hell, you probably even get off on it. But for the rest of the world that doesn't want to fight 24-7 on social media or with each other on left-wing, right-wing, Democrats, liberals, etc., entertainment platforms like the Marvel Universe is the break we need to wind down from all the bullshit the world throws at us on a daily basis. Comics, movies, cartoons, etc. bring families together, helps people fight anxiety and depression, and most importantly teaches us all that it's okay to be different and we can make a difference in this world. We may not be able to fly or have superpowers, but the stories from the, com- from the comics and movies teach us great life lessons and, most importantly, gives us hope for the days ahead. Now, just to wrap this up real quick, because I didn't want to go on too long about it. This is actually, like, the most upset I've ever been on a, any of my podcast episodes, but Bill Myers, what you fucking yeah, did. I can feel the heat. I can feel the heat. <laughs> we don't talk politics on this show, and we aren't starting now, but your comment that Trump would be only voted in as president in a place where comic books are important is the biggest bunch of bullshit I've ever heard in my entire life, and I've heard a lot of bullshit in my day. Comic book and, bo- and box office sales didn't determine who sits in the White House. And honestly, at the end of the day, no matter who was in the White House, Trump, Obama or a fucking Martian, I still got to go to work every day and provide for my family and try to create a better life for them. Hmm. Did you want to become relevant again by talking shit about someone and his fans moments after he passes? Don't hate on a man for leaving a huge impact on millions just because nobody would really give a shit when you, when it's your time to go. Ooh, yes. I don't wish ill on anyone, but I'm sure when it's the unfortunate day of your passing, the one or two, the one or two posts you might get will say Bill Maurer, guy who talked shit moments after Stan Lee died, passed away today. There's your legacy, and congratulations for being the person who practically invented trolling. Don't bring politics into a man's legacy. And again, on behalf of all the pop culture fans on the planet, here's a big fuck you from all of us. By the way, I'm sure you're up on stage right after Bingo lets out at the nursing home, you fucking bum. (laughs) Hey, did you hear uh, what Bill Maher said about Stan Lee? Jesus. So, wanted to get that out. Like I said, I was angry. You yeah, know, and I mean, yeah. a lot of people are angry about it. So, want to get that in the middle of the show so we can go back to the lighter moments. So, back to the cameos. Um, Jerry, what's, uh, what's some of your highlights on the uh, Stan Lee cameos from the movies? Well, I mean, God, he's, he's popped up in fucking everything, hasn't he? I mean, <laughs> from, from TV to, to cartoons to video games even. And then uh, the the movies in the MCU. This guy has popped up more times than anybody. I mean, as far as m- are we doing favorite cameos, are we doing you can do uh, favorite honorable mentions, whatever yeah. you want to do. Okay, well uh, I'm gonna go um, my 
All right, I'll go honorable mention, and then I'll go my favorite. Okay, so my honorable mention is in uh, the uh, OG Ong Lee Hulk movie, <laughs> where um, there's a scene where it shows uh, Stanley uh, dressed up as a security guard coming out <laughs> of the Lou door Ferrigno. with a Lou Ferrigno in a security guard outfit. Uh, Still yoked. Yeah. For those young bloods in the audience, uh, Lou Ferrigno played the Incredible Hulk on uh, the Incredible Hulk TV show mm-hmm. back in the, what is it? It's in the form of the Hulk. 70s, 80s? Uh, 70s, I believe. Yeah. Late 70s. Yeah. yeah. And so um, this, this was a throwback to him and, you know, Hulk in general, but there's a scene where they're coming out and, and Stan, they're both as security guards and Stanley's uh, telling Lou Ferrigno that he needs to be more vigilant. And, like, <laughs> we really need to take care of this and look and make sure this area is secure when Lou Ferrigno could beat the shit out of <laughs> any threat that that place could ever have. His shirt's like three times yeah, so oh too small. It's, it's <laughs> like up to here. <laughs> Just give me life lessons, Granddad. I mean, for I, haven't, I haven't seen him in anything else except for I uh, Love You, or what is it? I Love You, Man? Oh, Lou Ferrigno? Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's great at that, though. I've seen him in a, uh, he was at a, a convention we went to. Well, I mean, as far as movies, ago. but yeah, no, right. he was I at mean, Rally. He was at Rally Supercon. Yeah, but no, my 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 ultimate favorite Stanley, you know, proper MCU cameo has got to be in um, Avengers: Age of Ultron, where uh, there's they're celebrating, they're having a little uh, party about how they defeated um, uh, Hydra and they got the um, Mind Stone back. And so they had the little party, and everybody invited their friends, and like Falcon showed up, and <laughs> Maria Hill was there, and, and it was at but, Iron Man's place, right? Right, right. Yeah. But then Captain you know, America Jordan loves Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Captain America, I guess, uh, invites some of his old uh, World War II buddies. That's right. And uh, I was Stanley, wondering what they were doing there. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so was, they were his buddies. Those were yeah. Those oh, were guys he, he knew way back when. Okay, now that party. makes more sense. And so uh, one of these guys, uh, one of these World War II veterans was played by Stan Lee. And he's joking about how uh, or Thor breaks out his, you know. Um, oh, not made for mere it? humans. Right, right, right. This, his, Asgardian uh, mead. Asgardian hooch. You know? Asgardian moonshine. And so uh, he's like, you know, this isn't me made for mortal men. And he's like, come on, man. Just, just. Oh, no, he goes, neither was Omaha yeah, no, Beach. No, no, neither was Omaha Beach. <laughs> And so he finally gives him a little bit, and then he gets another little scene where they're dragging him off, and he's wasted. You know, he's like, (laughs) (laughs) sounded like Yoda. (laughs) (laughs) That's definitely my favorite, you know, proper MCU cameo. Right on, right on. I appreciate the um, the subtle ones. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't get me wrong; those are hilarious. Um, But my favorite one was in X Men. I think it was Apocalypse when he's watering the lawn and Magneto just shifts everything up. And um, oh, the water's like flying upwards. Yeah, the water starts oh, going yeah. up, and all the cars start lift, lifting up. And I thought that was pretty cool. And then I think there was like like a that was Last Stand. Was it Last Stand? Yeah. Was it the, the same one when he looks up and he's got these glasses on and you can see that's the rocket? That's Apocalypse. That's Apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, that's my favorite yeah. one. Because he doesn't say a word. No, he just looks no. up and you can see the thing going the up in his, in his glasses. I'm yeah, like, oh, that shit was cool. dope. And um, uh, and the one in the latest Deadpool, the, he wasn't even in it, but it was like a mural. Oh, the mural, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought yeah. that was cool. Like, X-Force. way to get that in there because he was in the, he was in the um, the trailer for it. Right, right. Like Deadpool was like, "Shut up, Stanley!" Like, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, but yeah, he made it. Well, but they he didn't. They yeah. do that with uh, 
the, with the TV shows especially, they um, they don't have Stanley doing an actual cameo per se, but uh, they do have uh, you know still pictures of him. Like uh, I remember in uh, Jessica Jones and uh, <laughs> Daredevil, like he pops up. He's he's like dressed as like a police officer. Or he's like on a poster in the in the precinct or whatever. So they do fit him in uh, to most everything Marvel related, even though he doesn't have a, a you know bona fide you know, cameo scene in the in the TV shows. Do we expect that to increase or stay the same? You as far as the subtle ones like yeah, that? Yeah. I mean, I, they I hope they have I, to go to that now. I yeah, mean, I mean, right. I, I hope they don't increase it. I, I don't want to make it super obvious. You know what I mean? But uh, hopefully at least stays the same. Mm-hmm. That's my guess for it. We'd like to take the time to thank one of our sponsors, Andrew Newman, Attorney at Law. Located here in Greensboro, North Carolina, he can assist you with your criminal as well as traffic violations. And his practice includes Guilford, Forsyth, as well as all surrounding counties. To set up a free consultation, you can contact him at 336-663-2388. And you can also visit him on his website, attorneynewman.com. All right. um, Before I get to my favorite one, there was one that I did not notice until the other day when I was looking up cameos. His one in the original X-Men on the beach. When uh, the senator oh, guy yeah, comes yeah. out of the he water, was a hot dog guy, right? never. No, no, he was just kind of. He was next no, to the TV. A, I think it was a hot dog vendor. Was he? I think so. Well, he was shit. just happened to be there as Senator Kelly like walked out. Yes, of the, Senator Kelly. That's a, yeah, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm, I know my memory's going to shit, but yeah, I totally forgot about that one. The uh, original Iron Man, love that one where Robert Downey comes up says, "You look great, Hef." <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he have the pipe? And yeah, the, he had uh, the pipe, the, the damn smoking jacket, all that stuff. Uh, of course, Civil War, when he comes up with the package looking for Tony Stank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Tony Stank, here he is. But, we needed uh, <laughs> that at that point in the movie. There was a lot of drama going on. We needed Tony Stank. Yes, yes, we sure. did. It needed to end on a, on a, on a lighter note. But uh, my favorite one... Uh, is got to be the original Deadpool one. I don't know if it's just because I was a DJ at a gentleman's club for a few years, <laughs> yeah. but the uh, coming up on stage right now, give it up for Chastity Stanley <laughs> cameo. When I hear him say it, I hear myself saying that years ago as a DJ at a gentleman's club that will not be renamed on here. <laughs> but um, I just love that one. And a little fun fact about that cameo is uh, – in quotations, he, he goes, I don't know if I should tell you the truth about the cameo. It will kill all your fun, said Lee. I was not in the topless dancing place. I did that in the studio, and they put it in the movie. Aww. But he continued, I'm damn mad about that. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, I made them a promise on the next one. I'm going to be right there. Yes. <laughs> so uh, that's, uh, that's one of my favorite cameos from Stanley. I mean, I'm definitely going to miss him. It's one of those things as you're watching a Marvel movie you look for. Like, even if the movie is, is not as great as some of the other ones out, you're still looking for it. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I still remember watching Civil War. I didn't think we were going to get it, you mm-hmm. know, because it came on at, at the, the end. very, very, very end. So, uh, you know, it's, what uh, was it in Ant-Man and Wasp? <laughs> I remember what it was. He was part of uh, Luis's little montage where he's he's, he's the bartender the story. And he's, uh, it's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where everybody's speaking, but, but they're he's mouthing it, yeah. and he's talking. Yeah. And yeah. so he, he's, he, he gets to say, yeah, crazy yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> Need more Louise in our life. Yeah. Uh, Louise, is, Louise is great. <laughs> um, well, can we talk about other cameos? Because like Stanley pops up in uh, yeah, different yeah. things. Tell us about uh, the Mallrats one. I was watching back in my teenage years um, 
uh, certain filmmakers' movies, and damn if Stanley didn't pop up in the second one. I'm, of course, talking about Kevin Smith's, um, what are you going to call it, Jersey Trilogy, I guess? <laughs> <laughs> We I've have, never uh, heard it referred to as such. <laughs> we're not, we're not <laughs> copying Jersey Girl in that, are we? <laughs> no, no. God. No, I'm, I'm Chasing I'm talk- Amy? Oh, I'm talking about Clerks. Yes. Okay. And then Mallrats and then Chasing okay. Amy. And then the rest came after that. Okay. But God, I will never forget. I, I, I love Kevin Smith's movies. I've been a big fan of, of Clerks when it came out. And then Mallrats was the sequel. And it was just all over the place. And I'll never forget hearing the iconic voice of Stan Lee popping up in Mallrats. And it was a big scene about how uh, the the people in the movie, uh, Brody and uh, T.S., were both going through girl trouble, and uh, they were trying to win back their perspective others. And so uh, Stan Lee pops up just at the right time to give Brody the kind of, you know, talk that he really needs at the at that time. I like it, the talk. And so uh, <laughs> Stanley's uh, immediately uh, bringing up couples in love and, you know, the one that got away and all this stuff. And Brody can't help but talk, start talking about <laughs> Mr. Or, yeah, Mr. Fantastic's stretchy parts and you know, <laughs> whether or not the things dork was made of orange rock or not. Inquiry <laughs> <laughs> uh, minds want to know, damn yeah. it. And, you know, of course, that's that's what all, you know, Come on, we're you know, families. No, families. That's what we want to know. Mm. You know, these are the pressing issues <laughs> we need to know from yes. the, an icon like Stan Lee. But no, he just keeps <laughs> going back to you know, you know, when the girl is my you know one biggest regret kind of thing, and kind of talks him into trying to win his girl back. But him showing up in that movie, which Mallrats had a ton of you know comic related stuff going on in it anyway mm-hmm. and just to see him pop up and you know be in the movie as himself and you know giving advice and then joking around at the end like I think he bought it <laughs> 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 you really ought to, you really mm-hmm. get your friend some help he's he's fixated on superhero sex organs <laughs> <laughs> But it was amazing seeing him <laughs> pop up in that, and uh, I thank him. I thank Kevin Smith and Stan Lee for doing that. Like it. Like Did he pop up in anything else that you guys saw? <sighs> Not I, that I can remember. I do know right. that he has a cameo in the new uh, PS4 Spider-Man game, mm-hmm. which I have. Mm-hmm. He was I in uh, Big it. Hero Six. Yeah, yes. he Big was Hero in Big Six. Hero Six too. Yep. yep. That was a Marvel property, believe yeah. it or not. That was weird. That was an awesome that. movie. That was uh, unexpectedly great. It was really good. Because, I mean, I didn't know shit about it going into it. And mm-hmm. came out, loved it. Loved it, loved it. It's probably because they killed somebody really quickly. Yeah, that's when you know it's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like someone died real early. This fucking movie's going to be awesome. <laughs> good, good and terrible. <laughs> good, good, and ter- good and terrible. Matthew, you got anything else, bud? No. <laughs> I really don't. I'm sorry. Oh no, you're good. You're good. Before uh, I wrap up, I just want to say I had the pleasure of uh, briefly meeting Stanley at uh, New York Comic Con two years ago. Second time we said that within the hour. <laughs> so it was our first Comic Con ever. Uh, as far as like a big one, uh, New York Comic Con. It was myself, my daughter, uh, our friends Amy Pitts and Tila Rumfeld up in New York. Big shout out to them. Love you guys. And um, we were going to go regardless. He ended up being put on the list, and then it was also stated that it was going to be one of his last Comic Cons as well. So we signed up to make sure that we got like the little picture package or whatnot. So we got on the very last group for Saturday. And, uh, you know, they give you time, you wait in line the whole nine yards. So as you're going through, 
they, you know, they kind of shuffle you in and out. So you don't have a lot of, it's not like a Q&A or a meet and greet by any means. It's like, hey, you have two people on this side, two people on this side. Don't talk to them. Don't mm-hmm. say shit. I'm like, fuck this. I'm at least going to say hi. Turn and burn. So Get them out. Yeah. <laughs> so it's our turn, and, you know, we're getting ready to take the picture. And, you know, he's just sitting there, same pose, smiling. I mean, as nice as can be. We take the picture, and I just want to say, Stan, I, you know, my daughter and I, we are gigantic fans, and thank you for everything. And, I mean, he just turned around and just and he just said, you're welcome, kid. I was like, and I'll never, <laughs> ever forget that. So still still have the picture. Uh, what an appropriate Stanley thing to say. Yeah. To yeah, yeah. And I, just, I was just glad he You're called welcome, me kid. kid. And I told my daughter, I was like, he's calling me kid, not you. Nah. <laughs> um, but just to, uh, you know, just to wrap up, uh, Stan Lee made it a point to combat bigotry and racism with his soapbox editorials during the 60s. One of these soapbox, pe- soapbox pieces went viral again last week, but for a very good reason. Published in 1968, the soapbox in question sees Lee use his platform to combat bigotry and racism, saying that comics are for people of all shapes, sizes, and colors. Lee continued using his platform to spread an anti-racism message nearly until the end. In a, in a video posted last year, Lee reminded us that we are all a part of one big family. The man next to you, he's your brother, Lee said. The woman over there, she's your sister. And that kid walking by, hey, who knows? He may have the proportionate strength of a spider. We're all a part of one big family, the human family, and we all come together in the body of Marvel. And you, you're part of that family. You're part of the Marvel Universe that moves ever upward and onward to greater glory. In other words, Excelsior. So that's going to do it for us today on this podcast. Thank you, Stan Lee, for everything you've done. <laughs> this one's for uh, you know all our fans out there and all the uh, you know Marvel comic book fans, the fanboys, fangirls, to everybody out there. Everybody except for Bill Maher, you can go fuck yourself. Fuck you, Bill Maher. <laughs> and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. I hope that people would buy the magazine so that I keep my job and not be fired and be able to eat and sleep and pay the rent. What does a hero mean to you? A hero is a guy who does more than the average man would do in order to right a wrong, to take care of an injustice, to protect somebody. A hero is somebody who really risks his life to help other people. I've been the luckiest man in the world because I've had friends. I love you all and I I wish you all the best and of course, Excelsior! Thank you. You know, I guess one person can make a difference. Enough said. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.